They make caterpillars. <coughs> no, they make silk. They make no, silk. Ca- no, caterpillars make silk. Hello, and caterpillars hello. make butterflies. What? Yeah. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brad. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the stinky schmetterling. Schmetterling. You had it first time. Okay. There you go. Uh, so, gentlemen, how are we? What's everyone been up to? Al, you go first because Brett is still dead. I have just got home, uh, and this is like pretty much the first time I've been alone. For about four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the house is just, there's stinky stuff everywhere. And like the bins are just full of rotten old food and the fridge is disgusting. So I'm trying to clean up. Because um, I've just been away again all weekend. So last week was kind of just damage control at work. Um, but then on Thursday last week, um, I hosted a, a, an art exhibition. Um, basically, the idea is, um, I don't know if you remember the, the sort of window display that we did at Christmas. Yeah. Basically, I wanted to like open up the, the actual whole studio downstairs and use it as a space more mm. for the for the community and the local local artists and stuff. I like that. So it was the first one. It was kind of the inaugural attempt, um, just to see how it went down. And it was like a collection of loads of different artists, different mediums. There was sculpture. There was we had a band on. Um, there was some fantastic like light projection stuff, like projection mapping. We had some short films being played, and there was even like a performance piece, which is really cool, actually. Awesome. Um, this this girl basically built a life, a, a human size Amazon Alexa, and got inside it, and you went into this room, and it was like fortune telling. But she was an Alexa, <laughs> and she was just acting like she was just acting like a total twat all night, just like yeah. <laughs> telling people the wrong stuff, and like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> it was really funny, but it was it, the night was fucking amazing. Um, yeah. it was it was like it was a free event, um, but the the artists were really grateful to like have have somewhere to exhibit because there's a there's a lack of um, exhibition spaces in Leeds. Yeah, so they were really up for it. Um, some of the guys did uh, just existing pieces of work, but a few guys actually made pieces specially for the night, mm-hmm. which is really cool. We had, we had one 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 team built this um, like a, a modular furniture piece. It was like a dome, like a wooden dome, yeah. but it was all CNC'd, uh, and then like installed plants all around it. So it's like this living kind of. It was really cool, uh, and I'm hoping we get we can get to keep it um, yeah. and actually have it in the office because it's a really nice space. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was fucking exhausting. And I've been planning it for weeks, um, but obviously because yeah. I was away with Make Essential and stuff, I was getting really stressed because it was like coming up to the date of this event, yeah. um, and it was you know it was all about like these really fragile like glass and ceramic pieces, and I was like, oh my god. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it went well, um, and hopefully that'll be the the start of many. So I think the plan is yeah. I'm going to do um, more focused ones, just much, much smaller ones. So like yeah. one night we could just have like a a talk or someone. Um, doing a demo of what they do or come and do like a a, a lino cut class or come and talk about typography that kind of thing yeah. but for the kickoff mm-hmm. i want i want it to be this big big exhibition but yeah it went really well awesome, um huh? yeah really good so that was that and then this weekend um i don't <laughs> you remember last year i built that summer house for my mate oh yeah um where i met nigel mm-hmm. <laughs> um well this weekend i've been back down because um he wanted a decking being built um and I know it's, it's like basically driving the whole length of the country to go and do someone's gardening. But basically, he's <laughs> he's my best mate. I've known him since I was ten years old. Um, he's fucking useless, uh, just in general. <laughs> um, but his wife um, has like physical disabilities. Yeah. Um, and they've got two rambunctious little kids. So basically, <laughs> it, it's um, it's difficult for them to get any sort of physical yeah. stuff to. So anywhere, right. anytime I can go down and help them with just like graft, um, I can. Um, but it was great. Yeah, went down. Uh, he got quoted something ridiculous like 1600 quid for someone to come and build some decking oh so we, we we just went down bought the, bought the timber did it ourselves for like 400 yeah. quid and it took us like less than a day yeah <laughs> um, it's really cool so yeah really really happy um, and then just just literally just got back from London about an hour ago so <laughs> relax <laughs> yeah. um, on a completely uh, selfish note did you take uh, many photos of the art expo stuff? Yes, so I've got some. And um, there's, there's an, the, so the event is called Uprise. So I'm trying to get like a because um, it's not, it's nothing to do with my office. It's not like yeah. a 
it's not a graphic design thing. It's not. It, yeah. there was, there's, there's like what I really liked was it, there's no hard sell. It wasn't about anyone trying to get anyone's. You know, yeah. it, it was literally just like networking, exposure, and celebrating just creativity, really. Yeah. And um, so it's called Surprise, um, and the, I think there's a hashtag. Um, there's stuff on the Instagram account, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you links for the shouts, and we can yeah. share stuff with people. Yeah, because some there's some really beautiful work. Um, the, the 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 projection mapping stuff was fucking insane. Like I've never yeah. seen anything like it. He was doing it live on the night, and he had like a mixing desk. It's fucking awesome. And basically, it was projected onto some panels that another artist had painted. Yeah. And each of the panels he had set up as like a little separate screen, and he, he literally had this like it looked like a um like a synthesizer, but a, like a visual synthesizer. And he was like just mapping all this. It was it was, it was metal. It, wow. That in itself was impressive, but it just looked yeah. cool. It was trippy. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll give you some some there's some video clips and some um, some stills as well because it looked really cool. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Because if if we could chuck them in some kind of gallery or something, I can stick a link to that in there. Nice, well. nice. Um, I genuinely could listen to you talking about that all night long. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Brett, what have you been up to? Because you've been up to some exciting stuff as well. Ooh, this week. Have I now? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Based on the sound of my voice, maybe you can pick up on the fact that I haven't slept and I've been a bit sick uh, ever since leaving Al's. Actually, um, the long travel and, and the no sleeps has caught up to me. But um, after getting back in town, it was pretty much gung-ho on prepping for the woodworking class with Tracy and Katrina. Uh, people started arriving on Friday. We did a little bit of cleanup and, you know, pulled a bunch of wood that from the first class they hosted two years ago that we still haven't gotten through because they just, they always bring all the goodies. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Nick, tech ed fireman, uh, brought his portable milling setup. Um, so he was running the chainsaw and slabbing up things. Oh, nice. Um, Tracy and Katrina are amazing. And, I don't know. Everybody, everybody did the, I had a few talks about um, some of the stuff we've discussed in podcasts. Al, you were the one that brought it up in terms of translating um, from one uh, craft to another. So we had a lot of people that had never done any woodworking before, or at least not in this fashion with a lot of hand tools. Yeah. See their CNC's or, you know, more power tool driven stuff. Um, Tracy, Pretty much only uses ArborTech and angle grinders because, of course, if you're going to have one tool, you just buy an angle grinder and all the ArborTech attachments. Uh, and other than that, it's all hand tool stuff. So he's the one that I learned uh, draw knife and spoke shave and all of those rasps and hand tools a couple of years ago before I knew anything about what I was doing. <laughs> um, and it was it was amazing. It was a uh, smaller group, six or seven people. Jess was here helping. Um, Taylor made great food the whole weekend. Um, but yeah, everybody was dead. By like eight o'clock last night, you could just <laughs> tell that everyone produced so much stuff. And, you know, they took a few photos of it last night. It's on Instagram. But six six or seven people filled up an entire table full of work that they had done in two days, having never done that work before. Yeah. Um, from bowls and spoons and a couple guys did axe handles and whatnot. Uh, really good. Everyone's completely drained. <laughs> so it was very, very nice. Everyone was very tired. We did some forging yesterday just because the, the setup was there. I was going to yeah, say, like, you, had, you had Nick forging, didn't you? Like, but you've never, <laughs> never done it before. Yeah, I, it, uh, I just I just assumed because he's a fireman that I don't know why that he was a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was obviously it was it was really silly because a couple of the people went ooh you know any option for forging or anything and I go if you think of something that you could put wood and steel together this is a woodworking focus class but we have this here you know see if you can come up with an idea and we'll we'll put the two together and then Jimmy started cutting all the blades out of the old uh, giant mill saws. All right. Saw blades. And it, it turns out that we, the plasma cutter and the water underneath, like the cutting fluid stuff that's underneath to keep everything cool, uh, doesn't detemper the blades. So they still come out hard 
and you can sharpen them. Oh, really? And so we were having people take the draw knife blanks he was cutting and then sharpening them and then carving handles for them. And pretty much nice. everybody went home with a draw knife that they made themselves. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, so yeah, I just got a handful of people on uh, uh, the forges and stuff. It was, it was nice. nice. Yeah. It was a very nice weekend. Awesome. So right, how, I, like, how, how do you, like, the, these classes are obviously like, the big part of what you and Jimmy are doing now is, is, is it, are they getting easier, better, more enjoyable, more diverse? You know, how, how do you see this, this kind of growing or accelerating or are you, are you at a nice tempo now? You know, is, if you've got enough to kind of, it still be manageable. Uh, I think so. This was a manageable class because we had, um, Tracy and Katrina who know everything and can handle, every tool and every piece of equipment um, that, that they bring. And um, with my help and then Jess obviously helping around at the house and then Taylor doing the food thing, mm-hmm. stuff ran smoother this time, I will say that. But it was a small class, so it was a bit easier. Right. Yeah. Um, by the time Steve's over and, you know, we have a completely full, sold-out axe-making class. 50 people, it'll be fine. <laughs> but we were, we were chatting about it a little bit yesterday. Steve, you guys will be the first ones that are – uh, actually host your own education sessions or or classes yeah. and you do this and it's not like it'll be your first or second time you guys actually do this quite a bit and so everyone's a little excited to see what it's going to be like to go oh when the teachers just show up and they just handle everything then what the <laughs> rest what are the rest of us going to do yeah um it's i'm looking forward to the october thing but al to answer your question it the barn feels better because there's more equipment in it uh the weather was brilliant all weekend we lucked out really hard on that because they were talking about a lot of rain and whatnot so we got to push everything outside because you know wood creates tons of dust when you're carving it so <laughs> i was a little concerned everybody would be inside and you know huffing in dust or wearing dust masks all weekend but we got to push everybody out of the barn and let the dust fly and um man it was this one felt really really good uh, unfortunately we were supposed to have one this next weekend with Tracy and Katrina again. Um, but there were only two people that signed up for it and oh. just cost effective wise, we got to cancel them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm because you asked the question, Al, maybe I could just use it as an opportunity to ask either Steve or Al, maybe you have some perspective on it. Like, what do you think? From what you guys saw on Instagram or, or what you guys think about maybe doing classes in the future uh, over on your side of the pond or Steve, when you do the classes, how do you guys promote them? Or why does it seem like Jim has all the pull in the world, but <laughs> we're, we're not filling. There's like two or three classes we've had to cancel because there's just oh, really? no, no interest. Mad. See, I, I mean, I don't mean to sound as arrogant as I know this is going to sound, but we've, Project. we've got, yeah. we've got um we've got like 60 people on the waiting list for most of our classes like we we really want to push to do uh to do more classes because um because we've got so many people wanting to do them um and we've like we've we've had a few events like we had one uh a couple of weeks ago where um i think it was six days before the class five people dropped out um and i think it it's a bare minimum of three people uh, needed to uh, to attend a class to make it cost effective for us. Um, so, like that was right on the limit. And we, uh, Alex and myself, both put a thing out saying like, last few spaces available on this class. Get in touch if you want to do it. And and we were lucky enough that we were able to to fill it back up again. Okay. But we've had a few classes where, for whatever reason, I can't. There was one last year, and it just didn't sell. And we couldn't figure out why we couldn't figure out if there was like some special event on that weekend or whatever, but it just, it wasn't selling out. Um, and it does seem like you occasionally get that with classes, but I'm really surprised that the ones with Tracy haven't sold more because like personally, like that's definitely a class that I would want to take. So I know it was going to be like a zombie weapon, medieval hack, <laughs> yeah. hack weapon, Franken weapon, something with like minor forging and, and woodwork. I thought that it would do better, but that being said, 
it went great. I'm looking forward to the other classes. Um, we got the welding ones next, uh, yeah. coming up in June. It's going to be great. And then we're looking forward to yours, obviously in the fall. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm actually genuinely really looking forward to that. It's going to be, um, actual, actual. uh, it's going to be really interesting seeing how, uh, how things have developed since, uh, obviously since October last year. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the kind of the dynamics going to be, because obviously it's going to be with, um, with Alan Joe as well. So it's, yeah, that should be, should be good fun. You know, um, people play fools with tools, fucking buzzword bingo, right? <laughs> every, every time you say dynamic, yeah, genuinely, basically, literally. Uh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck's sake. Uh, bingo. Uh, back in the room. Um, yeah. So the last few days, or the last week, has been really good, really busy. Um, We've had a lot of stuff uh, going on with the workshop and everything. Um, I had, uh, last week, there was um, lots of work-based stuff uh, with the Forge. And then we had the River Cottage Food Fair. So Friday was spent Ooh. basically setting up for that. Then Saturday and Sunday was that. I'm going to come back onto that in a sec. Uh, but yeah, today was like, like our, like today was uh, just a crash out day. Um, and uh I kind of woke up, sat on the sofa for an hour or two and, and just caught up on shit TV for a bit. It was really, really nice. It feels like that's, that's like necessary. the first, yeah, first time I've done that in a long time. Uh, and then spent all afternoon and into the evening just doing admin stuff, uh, getting a load of Patreon stuff sent out, getting the T-shirts sorted and actually posted. Not for um, the bills, Patreon. Don't get your hopes up. No, no, this is just for, for me. Uh, Priorities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. Uh, it's been nice to kind of have that chance to to catch up on these things that I was supposed to get done three months ago. Um, and uh, yeah, the, so going back to River Cottage, that went brilliantly. Uh, so we've changed around the way that we do things. And, um, and not only is the event, the event itself really really nice um because you know it, there's lots of food and cooking and fire pits and stuff like that so it's a really nice like atmosphere and a really nice place to be place to be um got to hang out with some very nice chefs uh and got to eat some delicious food that was cooked in all kinds of weird and wonderful ways um but yeah we just we had a really fucking good weekend um both in terms of like the way that everything worked and also uh the the stuff that we sold so um i i had these ridiculous ideas that i was going to get to spend a couple of days in my own workshop this week and and get my brother's axe made and get some videos done and get some stuff that i could actually post out there uh and that's now not going to happen because we've sold out of almost everything that we sell uh so i'm now stuck in the workshop doing uh like stock production for the next six weeks you're um, gonna be back on pigtails and tapers exactly um i might even have to do the nail test which is gonna be fun as well uh but yeah so we've got lots and lots of stuff going on with that but kind of leading on from that um i phoned al today to ask him uh whether or not he wanted me to put the the money for the van hire on my invoice um which should have been like a 30 second phone call and ended up being just over an hour of me and him talking about all of the things that we're now going to try and sort out for this year and next year based on how well both River Cottage and Maker Central went mm-hmm. um, and how we're kind of changing the dynamic of, of what we do slightly. Um, and just kind of like with, with the workshop and the forge the way it is now and the potential that's there. Um, I think Al's really now kind of got the the confidence in what we do and what we can do to go, right, okay, I've I've spent the money on building the workshop. Now I need to spend a little bit more and we're going to make the place a, a real destination. And I mean, I'm not going to get into too much of the specifics with it, but um, Al, I know you spoke to 
Al, that's such a weird sentence. <laughs> uh, but I know you spoke to him about like the feasts and stuff like that yeah. that we're going to be doing. Um, so one of the things we're going to do is we're going to take some of the money that we made this weekend and we're going to get the the outside kitchen sorted. We're just going to get like, because originally the plan was that we were going to try and do that ourselves, but realistically, we're just not going to have time. So we're going to use some of the money from this weekend, get that done um, so that we can then do more stuff with with the actual location. Um, so yeah, it's it's been really nice to get like lots and lots of positive things to come out of of the last couple of weeks because it's been it's been a lot of hard work, but having that kind of um, like that boost to momentum has been really really good. Um, and I know that there's there's been quite a few times where I've had things like that where I've uh, I've had something that's been really really good happen and it's kind of spurred me on to go yeah I'm going to do loads more, and then at the same time having really shitty negative things happening and there's kind of a choice then of it it can either completely stop you in your tracks or you can use that to kind of say all right well that's fucked let's kind of move on to the next thing um and kind of trying to use that as a bit of a a driving force to kind of keep keep things going and keep that momentum going because it's very easy to just like stagnate um no but I, i like that about what you're saying about like the one little thing has has an effect on the next thing, and like you get a little bit. Of money. I know we've talked about this previously when it was specifically about money, but in terms yeah. of um, being able to do that means that then you can do that, and then you can invest in the next thing, and then you can sort yeah. out the catering for the you know. And I think I think it's a nice way to chunk it down. It feels less daunting that way. Yeah. If suddenly you're like, oh, we're going to suddenly entirely change our business plan for the forge <laughs> based on <laughs> one event. Yeah. Because actually, what you're doing is the smart way and going like this means the next time we can maybe change it up a little bit or make it a little bit bigger or do it on our own. Yeah. Um, and I think just going back to what you asked earlier, Brett, about um, the classes that you're doing, um, I think one of the appeals of what what Steve's talking about in terms of like the, the River Cottage thing or the feasts that you have um, where you're combining things, you're combining yeah. the, the, the forging and the smithing with fantastic cooking and other skills and other talents. So it's like appealing to more people. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering if, um the classes i mean obviously there's the pull of jimmy and there's that initial appeal of like we get to go to jimmy's farm and and yeah hang out with all these cool people and stuff um but no disrespect but the novelty of that is going to wear off in terms of um just filling a class every time yeah. especially with because you have a lot of like repeat customers as well don't you? you have a lot of guys that are coming back to the classes because they enjoy them yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah i i was wondering if if they're being sold as more of an experience so it's not yeah. coming come and make an axe handle because one of the one of the really powerful things I found uh, when when we did the class at Jimmy's with Rory um, was the whole experience. You know, it was like the food that Taylor organised was exceptional. You know, yeah. the 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 um, the atmosphere, the the setting. You know, it was more than just going and doing some basic blacksmithing. Yeah, albeit with Rory, who's great, and this this fantastic teacher, and everyone went away with not only and experience and skills, but actual things they'd made. Um, I'd say at least half of it as well was the was the experience around it. Um, yeah. And I'm just wondering if if you guys are doing enough, giving enough justice for that, and and billing that as part of the experience. You know, it's not just fucking hot dogs on a grill. You know, it's, <laughs> it's actually really good food. It's actually really nice setting. Um, yeah. If you look, if you if you get a space in the house, it's a really nice house. You know, so it's it's. Yeah, maybe it's a bit more storytelling could help. Yeah, because I mean, I think that like that's a really good point. Because one of my favorite things about uh, the the class um, that we were at, other than obviously hanging out with you guys and getting to meet everyone, yeah. was uh, breakfast. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Taylor bringing out like five thousand eggs being cooked yeah. in one pan, and just getting to sit there and eat that, and and hang out with everyone and talk, and the fact that that like you say, it, it's this this whole experience, which is yeah. again one of the things that we kind of we're trying to do with what we do at the forge it's not just a class it's not just you turn up and you know you turn up at nine o'clock you do a few hours at the forge and then at five o'clock we kick you out and we all go home (laughs) yeah we we stand we each we lunch together we're not taking from and going off and doing other kinds of business during lunchtime we're we're present throughout the whole thing and in the evenings we all sit around and and 
um, and have an evening meal together. And and it, the the one in October, you know, you need to shout about the fact that everyone did sit around the campfire and we all like hung out and we all had fun and and all like all that sort of side of it. And the fact that you know it's not just coming along and just doing a bit of woodwork with Tracy. You know, it's the fact that you might get a chance to do a bit of blacksmithing with Brett. You might get a chance to do a bit of something else. And and yeah, it's all those, chicken. yeah, <laughs> it's all those like added things that make it, uh, that make it a special experience rather yeah. than just something that you could do in your own town or your own state sort of thing. Cause I mean, the, the, the reason that, the reason I asked Brett in terms of like, are you, are you doing, are you doing yourself justice um, is with this exhibition that, that, that we just did before I went away to make a central, um, it was just, I just reached out to a load of people said, do you want to come to this exhibition? You know, it's free. There'll be wine, drinks, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it wasn't until we actually created an identity for it and started making some noise around it and actually brought it to life within, you know, we didn't even have a name for this thing. And yeah. then suddenly it became a real thing when it was like, oh, it's now it's like a, almost like a branded event. And it's, we've, yeah. we, we've, we've now got a logo and it's kicking around somewhere actually. Um, but, the, you know, and we actually put some effort into, you know, creating little like digital posters and even made like an animation just to, kind of sell this show and then suddenly it's like people we literally sold out we, yeah. we were at capacity for like a fire eggs um within a week of doing that so yeah i think yes the content's great and yes the experience is great but like maybe even just like selling yourself a bit being more of a salesman and um, yeah. could help could help that with that side of stuff because I, 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 I mean i've said it to alex several times like not blowing smoke up his ass like the branding of the forge is brilliant yeah, and the collateral, the little like booklets and the photography and stuff, and what you're doing, Steve, with you know, hopefully with with the launch of the the Forges YouTube channel, it really fits and it really helps sell that in. Yeah, um, yeah, because because like it's like with the the uh, thing that we did at Maker Central, the the blacksmith knife competition. Hmm. You know, we did a a one minute trailer for that on on YouTube, and you know that took half an hour to film and then took me half an hour to edit and we put that out and like without again without meaning to sound arrogant like i think that worked really fucking well and that built a lot of hype um and yeah i'd love i'd love to see like a trailer for the classes yeah especially like if if you consider like not only the what you guys have there but you think about the fact that i made that trailer and i'm shit at videos you get someone like Brett doing it, and all of a sudden that trailer is going to be fucking cinematic. It's going to be no, great. no, 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 no. <laughs> but and you uh, get to make a digital Abraxas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still waiting for an, like a good excuse to do that, so that works for me. <laughs> Come and experience the land of, of the rest of the compound, and then there's just like <laughs> you just have the golden axe moment where there's the fire, the fire, pit, yeah, and then there you, you just go. Run in and kick it. <laughs> there you go. Now I think it would be. Uh, I think we learned a little bit, you know, before the season started. Um, Jim was really busy with the TV show and everything uh, out in California, and you know, right. Right when he got back, we did the first class, the knife making class. So I, I'm not 100% sure that there was enough credit given to uh, the classes and the experiences that come along with them and, and yeah. the the uh, the effects that they have on people going forward, right? It's the one little small class could be something that 10 years from now we find out one of these students has gone you know, full bore into blacksmithing or... Uh, caught caught the bug of woodworking here and took it on to become something full time in the future um and i and and people bringing or being brought into the maker community through these events right they're fans of jimmy's but then they end up coming and meeting 10 15 other people that do the same thing and they would have otherwise never met or talked to each other yeah those like you're saying al those are the moments and those are the experiences that we uh probably aren't given enough credit to. Mm. I mean, I thought, I thought the class with everybody over here, Roy's class, um, just felt like a bunch of friends hanging out. To be honest, that first one just, it was a bunch of people that knew each other through the internet, all meeting each other. Um, I think the second blacksmithing class was a bunch of guys that wanted to hit metal and it was 
pretty serious. And then uh, this woodworking class, the knife making class was kind of quiet too, but this woodworking class was just fun. It was just a bunch of people that mm-hmm. got on really well with each other. And a few of the people had never touched any of these tools before and they all feel totally invigorated uh, by the experience. This guy, Jim, who had never swung a hammer on a forge, did a, a just made it look too easy. I'm like, this yeah. is your first time. Like, really, this is your first time? He's like, yeah, I've always been really intimidated by it and everything. <laughs> he was brilliant. And then we spent an hour last night talking about how cheap he could get a forge set up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's one of the great things about uh, doing stuff like that is the fact that you get to kind of inspire that sort of uh, reaction in people. And I think if you can if you can find a way to show that. And I think, I suppose the other thing is, is I know Jim's obviously talked about the classes on his, uh, on the making it podcast. Um, and he's done a couple, I think maybe in the, um, uh, like the vlog videos he's done, but when he's posted about it on, on Instagram, it's either been like a brief mention in his stories or a, yeah, the, the picture of the course, dates and that's kind of it so i kind of feel like there's more that he could do in terms of the way that he kind of uh advertises it on his stuff like you know even if it was a case of in one of his videos rather than doing a sponsored bit just take 30 seconds out or 10 seconds out just to say if you like what i'm doing here then you know we've got a class where we're going to be doing x y or z um and you know if it's with someone that's got a youtube channel linking to that or their instagram or whatever else yes (laughs) i agree we're just talking about the classes a lot yeah yeah i I thought i saw your hand come up and i was like oh okay and and then you kind of backed away from the mic i was like oh fuck uh but um now what yeah (laughs) so moving swiftly on from that about uh, them butterflies yeah (laughs) But uh, so out like the if we're talking about like the positive in, uh, impacts of stuff like I think your um, your uh, I was gonna say art gallery thing it's not art gallery your like expo thing that you yeah. did it's quite nice to hear that that sounds like that's gonna have um, like positive ramifications and you're gonna be working on with that like can you think of any times where you've had something that's been the opposite where you've had something that's bit that's gone not so well and it's either had a really bad impact and you've had to find a way to work around it or where you've kind of you've tried to use that as a um as motivation to to do better next time sort of thing yeah i think the latter i think regardless of like any outcome of something i think i'm always a glass glasses full guy regardless of whether (laughs) it's liquid air or whatever you know it's like the the glass is a glass um i i try not to like be a negative butterfly effect if you, if you know what i mean it's like one thing one thing can have huge huge ramifications um, yeah. but i think if you let things spiral into oh and then that happened and then and then that happened and it just gets worse and worse and worse and like, oh, I'm, having, I'm having the worst week ever yeah like just having that attitude in itself is already making things worse and making things more negative so i i, I try to avoid that like the plague i think if you have one thing that goes wrong and fucks up um you know we've said it a million times it's like that's that's the best way to learn like i love i love shit going wrong and um, yeah because it's it, it, you know even to the point where we talked about like winning and not you know i actually don't like winning because if if, if you've won it wasn't hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's like does it begs the question was it worth it um so i i would see a positive um occurrence or a positive event be just as powerful as a negative one um and they cannot they can all have a knock-on effect yeah so you can be like oh shit next time you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna do it a little bit differently yeah so like my my, my first class which which was the the zombie thing that i did a few months ago yeah um obviously i had no prior i had no experience i had no idea what was going to happen i didn't know who's going to turn up you know what well, there wasn't like books names or anything there wasn't like a set number of people um, I didn't even know if it was going to be inside, outside. I was given none of this information. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what I was allowed to do tools-wise. You know, there was no, there was, it just wasn't organized. Like that wasn't that was not under my control. It was out of my control. Yeah. 
Um, and so there were things there that just did not go right at all um, and didn't have enough tools, you know, didn't have scissors for things, which, you know, <laughs> I, it, the whole the whole purpose of the, the class was to... What to is it work, with you and scissors? To work... <laughs> I've got scissors! Um, was to work... I've got three pairs of those Fiskars. Called <laughs> <laughs> scissor oh. Nazis. All right. <laughs> scissor me timbers. Um, there were... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, there, there was there was loads of shit that went wrong, but yeah. it was still it was still an enjoyable event. But next, now I know next time, oh, go overkill on the tools. It doesn't matter if you bring yeah. too many. Go overkill on the materials. You know, you can't have too much of this. You can't have too much of that. Get twenty times more glue sticks than you think you're going to need. Yeah, um, you know, maybe bring some vices and some yeah. clamps because if you're going to bring a jigsaw and people don't know how to use a jigsaw, shit's going to be bouncing all over the place. So you might you might <laughs> go down. Um, yeah. And there were things that could have got me down, and I could have been like, "Oh fuck, it didn't go as well as it could have done." But yeah. I, I think you can have the you can have the attitude, or you can go, "That's just how it went." Yeah, and it's in the past. Like I can't change it. Um, it, it was going to go one of two ways. It went that way. So what? Um, yeah. Next See, time I, it's going to be. Next time it's going to be way more fun. Yeah, I, I I really like that attitude. I I try to to kind of emulate that. And I try to have that sort of attitude myself. Doesn't always work. My brain doesn't always go that way. Um, and I've, I've had a few, uh, not not so much with the class and things like that, because it's, you know, I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't assisting with the classes until I was in a position where I felt comfortable doing it. I mean, the first few times I, I assisted, I panicked. Um, a little bit and it wasn't so good but that just made made me go right okay before I do the next class I need to make sure that I have done this I have done that yeah. I've you know I, I need to make sure I know that technique like the first time I did uh first time I assisted one of the axe making classes um I'd never made an axe before um <laughs> and in fact I didn't make my first axe until after the the last axe course that Frederick was helping with um and uh but that made me go like, right, okay, next time, like if we're ever doing another course, I want to make sure that every every item we make, I've at least attempted, if not have fully successfully completed. Yeah. Um and uh, but I've had it with a few projects where you know I've I've tried doing something and it's just not worked and it's it's kind of stopped me in my tracks and left me go kind of going, oh, fuck, what do I do now? And and kind of uh just just been a complete mental block for me um so like I, it's been really hard for me to move past and that's kind of yeah. got me down and then i'm like oh fuck I, you know, I don't want to do that and all this and like to the point where you know it's kept me out of the workshop for yeah a couple of weeks i mean it's good um, it, is, it is also healthy to have that attitude because it means yeah. you give a shit yeah like, i don't want to come across like flippant like oh <laughs> wrong, i don't care yeah i don't get me down when shit doesn't go to plan yeah, I don't think anybody thinks that you'd like that. But like, I, I'm just saying, like, it, it's it's got to the point where I've kind of gone, oh fuck. But then I've had to kick myself and go, like, right, okay, just fucking get back in and get on with it. And it's from kind of having uh, having things going on where it's like, right, I actually need to get this finished now. I need to move on with this so I can get on to the next thing. Um, like, and having to do that has made me go, like, the next time I'm having that trouble, it's, it's made it so much easier to go all right yeah i fucked up you know i need to get a new bit of material a new bit of whatever but now i feel comfortable or no, yeah. not now i feel comfortable but now i know that actually it's better to just get back on that horse and keep riding sort of thing rather than sitting there moping about it and being upset like it just getting back on with it um it because if you leave stuff like that it it builds in your head and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and like this little little bump in the road all of a sudden becomes this fucking mountain that you've got to climb mentally. Like the, um, the, the princess and the pea kind of thing where yeah. it's just one tiny little thing, but the, the yeah. more the more of a big deal you make of it, suddenly you've got a mountain. Exactly. Um, and yeah. It's I think mixed it, metaphors again with the full <laughs> <of tools. laughs> At least we're not talking about food this time. Yeah. Peas are food. Oh, peas, peas are food, yeah. Peas are good. Peas are good. He's uh, hills are good. Backwards and forwards. <laughs> I liked I liked Al's um, reverse butterfly effect because that's honestly what I thought you were kind of getting at there at the very end, Steve. 
is that these things become this, you know, one thing that you didn't necessarily perceive months down the line. It's like, oh, did I think that dropping my pencil would have ended up three months later causing my leg to fall off? I don't know. Yeah. That's, a, <laughs> that's a ridiculous circumstance. But I'm trying to say in, um, you know, what do they say? A butterfly flaps its wings and then a monsoon happens a thousand miles away, right? Yeah. Um, from the positive standpoint, I know we were wrapping on about the uh, classes and everything earlier, but I hope I hope that there's these moments of, you know, the the one day that somebody uses a draw knife for the first time ends up being that thing ten years from now where maybe they're a handmade woodwork down the line. What you're saying with with things building up to this giant mound, um, is there something that you guys do to prep for that negative butterfly effect or is there something that you've learned over time that now that we're just kind of using that as a as a basis for comparison where you say oh yeah when 15 things line up and then it all goes to shit over and over and over again yeah what is the way you kind of reverse that effect without going back in time and and i like i like again messy metaphor time i like (laughs) i like the idea more of the chaos side of it so if you were to have dominoes they'd have to all be lined up yeah. and you could knock one and it would be a chain reaction and you've got the Honda commercial and you know, it all, it all goes to plan. And at the end and, and each of each thing is affecting the next thing and it can be different. You know, it can be, some of them can be more dramatic and some of them can be tiny and small, but they eventually all work towards one thing. Whereas what I like about the, 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 the butterfly analogy is that um, it's much more chaotic. You know, it's more random. It doesn't matter that, where the butterfly is, it doesn't matter which point, way it's pointing. Um, there's no specific intent. It yeah. just happens that that is then the knock-on effect. Um, I was I was looking at uh, Jim's latest video, which is the spoon video, right? Because obviously that's the class you've just been doing. Um, Jim making a spoon six years ago was the very first maker video I watched on YouTube. <laughs> And if I hadn't have watched that video of Jimmy making a spoon, I wouldn't have known who Jimmy was. I didn't, wouldn't have known there's such a thing as a maker community. I wouldn't have known of. I wouldn't have then started watching other YouTube videos. You know, I've said in the past, I didn't. I didn't know what YouTube was. I didn't. I didn't realize it was this people making their own TV shows. Um, and so that that had knock on effect, but it was random. Uh, and I love the, I love the randomness of it. And I yeah. think of I think of the butterfly effect. I don't think of it as one butterfly. You know the, the the perfect analogy is the single butterfly flapping its little wings. Yeah, but I I see it as you know infinite butterflies all over the place. Some of them negative, some of them positive, some of them tiny, some of them huge, and they're all adding to this fucking tornado, this monsoon. You know, yeah. the, the, everything that all these things are doing. It's not just one thing; it's 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 multiple things. So it's like constantly being aware of all these influences and all these things that can have an effect. And yeah. I think that's why, like Brett, you're sick. Um, but that'll make you do something slightly different this time. And then, you know, the, the, the breakfast that you had this morning will make you do, you know, and, and I love that kind of the, the <laughs> yeah, way that chaos yeah. makes all these things happen. That's what, that's what excites me is that I, the less control I have, the more driven I am. Yeah. Which so a group cool. of butterflies is called a kaleidoscope. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know. I, re- I looked it up while you were talking. Love it. <laughs> I, I put it in the chat. It says a, Sometimes referred to as a swarm, but officially called a kaleidoscope. Oh, that's awesome. How awesome um, is that? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, because uh, you saying that about uh, watching um, Jim's spoon video being your yeah. first uh, video, I put up a post um, uh, the but other it, day. It, sorry, Steve, just to jump in. It wasn't just my first, like, YouTube maker community video. Yeah. It was my first insight into you could make shit with your hands. Yeah, like it wasn't in the context of a maker community or social media or anything like that. I was like, "Holy fuck!" I never thought about how anyone would make a spoon before. Yeah, never mind. You could just knock one out in a bandsaw, obviously <laughs> with years of skill and, and being a bandsaw wizard. Um, you could you could make your own fucking spoon. I was like, "What?" I thought spoons would just came from the spoon factory. Like, what? Yeah, you can't, you can't make spoons. And then and then that unlocked the thing in me of like, "Oh, I've been making shit since I was a kid." I just never associated that with the potential. Yeah, I was just fucking around, or I was just solving problems. I w- I didn't realize I could make my own axe or my yeah. own bike, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's fucking ace. But like the the only reason I was I was linking back to that is because 
I um I only realized the other day that like I I got into the maker community purely because I I was I was doing the blacksmithing side of things and I had a long commute so I needed to find something to listen to. <laughs> um so I ended up listening to the the making it podcast mm. and like that was just over two years ago now. And then a few weeks ago I was like demonstrating and assisting two of the three hosts of it like, <laughs> how to how to make a nail. It's like how fucking how much of a butterfly effect is that? Like I never would have put two and two together to make that like I I, ne- I never would have thought that that would have been the 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 kind of outcome of that but right. um I I had a very similar conversation with one of the guys that was at the class this weekend of you know oh what did you used to do before you were doing this full time and I was like oh I kind of jumped back and forth between video production and then making stuff and then I went yeah oh oh <laughs> like no wonder I found this is such a comfortable space or something that I wanted to explore more as, as yeah. like a profession. It's like this is making Thanks YouTube videos and building shit. Those were the two things I did the most in the past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny that. Yeah. Well, like and and for me, it was always a case of I I've always loved taking photos and I've always liked making shit. So it just kind of getting into the community just seemed to make sense. But um but yeah, like to to go back to your question about like dealing with the negativity or the negative things and and stopping it from spiraling out of control like i i'm like i i've got two kind of gears and that's either like trying to make sure that everything is thought about and prepped (laughs) beforehand to make sure that 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 doesn't happen and and you know when when you when things do uh, fuck up you that means that you then know for next time so like i try and use all those negative experiences to make sure that it doesn't happen the next time um but then especially when you're doing festivals and shows and things like that like especially the way that we work at at shows like last year when we were working with um val at the at the shows it was it was chaos absolute chaos barely like i, I I say barely organized organization to it. It was being made up on the fly as we went along. And if I'm in that situation, I switch into a completely different mode. I go back into the the same thing that I used to be when I was working uh, in the bar of just going, right, what's the next issue? Right, serve that next drink, do this, do that, do that. And just fighting each and every fire. The same as I did when I was working in DevOps and everything, like the entire site went down. It's like, right. What's the most important thing right at this very second? Let's fix that. What's the next most important thing? And just fighting those fires and going through it. Um, And I get a massive buzz off of that. Like I love that sort of thing. Um, And I love being, I love being in a situation where everything is going wrong because it means you can just put your head down and just get on with shit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I spent all the rest of my time trying to avoid getting into that situation um so yeah i think it's kind of like for me it's it's a combination of, of the both uh dealing with it at the time and then making sure it doesn't happen again and then afterwards to make sure it doesn't um doesn't build up and and become a a, a mountain again um it's just trying to look back at and trying to try to pick those positives out and even if those positives are just well we know never to do that again or we know if we ever do that again then not to invite al or whatever um (laughs) um, i set up all these dominoes and then he (laughs) did it backwards that was the wrong direction yeah exactly um so yeah what about you brett what's what how do you kind of deal with that sort of stuff uh maintain low expectations would probably be (laughs) the prime prime directive um i think a lot of my younger years were spent you know with the if I do A, that leads to B, which leads to C. I go in this order. I I am a list maker because I like crossing off lists. It's it's not the act of making the list, which is nice, but I know there's other people out there like me that just you put a big strike right through one of the things. Like, <laughs> do laundry. Done. Oh, you know, it's just this great yeah. feeling. Um, as I've gotten older, especially with projects, when there's multi-step project situation you know blacksmithing has got its process steve you've taught me a lot about the order in which you do things being as important as the the final product 
Um, but when you're talking about bigger uh, plans, life plans, moving, new shop, buying tools, whatever, if you want to, I'm, I'm, you know, admittedly looking into what the rest of my life would be if I go into my own situation in my own shop space. And uh, I think Al said it really early on and when we were chatting today, but um, I can't look at the the final thing, the big giant thing and go, Oh yeah, yeah. You're, you're making reference to Alex and the event and like, Oh, we're going to change everything based on the way this weekend event went. Yeah. There have been moments in the last year or so where I've gone, Oh, things feel great. What if I just go and do my own thing right now and, and like get out of the shop, get my own workspace. I don't know where that would be. I don't know when that would be money wise. You know, I, I like to think I'm a bit more pragmatic now. Um, and keeping the expectations, not 20 things long, you know, it's, it's not, I need all 20 of these things to line up. It's like, no, if I can get this one to go well and we can make it through the classes, then let's have some fun with the classes. I'll, I'll learn a little bit more. I'll get to meet some new people, get to hang out with JD, (laughs) who's a delight. Um, and and like continue seeing where this is going, but at a certain point there will be that trigger pull moment of when you knock the dominoes over, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, everything's set up. Like I'm I'm feeling pretty good. A lot of that is financial, right? You gotta have the money to buy the dominoes in the first place. <laughs> um, but I'm I think I've gotten a lot better about maintaining the expectations nowadays. And just to continue, yeah, I'm gonna keep rapping on the on the metaphor that we're using, but uh, even when I was joking a second ago about how kicking them over backwards. Um, I, I genuinely used to do that as a kid. Yeah. Like, well, you think make, about you'd it. You'd make the domino rally, but it's like, I was always like, why the fuck does it have to go that way? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Steve, like you mentioned a minute ago, it, without letting things get to a gigantic mountain, right? With the, um, the way I look at the, the domino effect is, well, if you want to set up 10,000 dominoes because you have this giant goal that you're trying to achieve, then great. But there are so many things that could go wrong in that. Yeah. So maintaining those little expectations is like, I could set up 10 dominoes and knock them over. Hooray. (laughs) Like it may not be this big celebration at the end with something like the Honda commercial or those world record domino setters. Um, But it's really, really fun when you can look at it and say, I set up five things. I knocked them down. They went in the order that I wanted them to. And if you knock down backwards at number three, again, it's not yeah. a giant mountain that you have to reset at, at domino 9,999. Um, yeah. God, this metaphor is like deep and hilariously <laughs> existential for how simple it is. Steve, I mean, go I, ahead. I, I, yeah. Cause I, I completely agree. I know we said like, we, we're massively thinking about not massively changing, but we have, big plans for for where we want to be with the forge in x amount of time but we're we're not we we have this end goal in mind but it's not a case of going right we're going to change everything right now it's those it's those little incremental steps it's those setting up 10 dominoes at a time and and seeing how they fall and going okay well those ones didn't work because there was a step in the way or whatever so let's change the way we're going to do it and um I think that's the thing is it's like, I think we've, we've said about it before. It's like, if you have an end goal in mind, you kind of look at it and you go, right, does this negatively or positively get me towards that, that end goal? And if it's positive, great, go for it. If it's negative, maybe avoid it. Sometimes you have to do those negative things and you know, that's what it is. But, um, but yeah, it, it's finding a way to, to, to work towards that end goal without, putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, <laughs> Fuck you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you eat the elephant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but it's yeah, not yeah. about it's not it's not a million or it's not the one straw that broke the camel's back. It's <laughs> ten thousand underneath. How it. many eggs you had in the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> I'm gonna have to give you a book of proverbs or something because this mixed match bullshit's gonna get the fuck oh, out of here. <laughs> But that's the thing is it is it's just about finding it's all about finding what works for you and and not trying to uh, not and like brett said like not expecting everything to go right all the time you just kind of you expect to to learn from every experience and that's 
that's all you can expect. I think. Nice wrap up. Yeah. Should we, should we go to Smithy then? Boo! <laughs> Okay, so we're going with Sab this week. So that is me first. So thanks, Brett, for that lovely sniff. Uh, So that's... (laughs) Sorry, Brett just has a brilliant look on his face now. Uh, I feel bad. Yes, I'm going to spiff someone. Hi. I am going to spiff someone that we met at Maker Central. Well, I met for the first time in real life uh, at Maker Central. Um, And that is Turge or Terrier. Terry. Terry. I'll only call him Terry now. Um, But but yeah, he's uh, awesome in progress on the social medias. Um, Genuinely one of the nicest most lovely people I've ever met uh, who tells an inorder, inordinate amount of dad jokes. Um, but he's got, he's, he's such a big dude and he's so softly spoken that he'll say something and you'll be like, so what, what was that? And, uh, and you lean in and he just repeats it. And it's just like, Oh, you're such a dick for making me stop and listen to that. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's a lovely guy. And uh, just before we came on air, on air, just before we started recording, uh, he showed me a picture of the little gnome that he's just carved out, which is so cool. Um, and said that him and his friend have uh, an evening about once a month where it's make something and talk about whatever night. Do you know which, what it means? Uh, yes, but I can't remember because he. Yeah, yeah, and so he's got the whole thing. Lightning. Yeah, and he's got the like his it's basically the hammer that's lightning. Yeah. yeah, if get if you ever speak to him, which you all should, message him right now and <laughs> ask him about the story behind his uh, his logo because it's actually really cool and interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, and the, the I love the idea of uh, once a month make something and talk about whatever night. I think that's something that we should all do more of. So I'm hoping that this kind of has that butterfly effect and within a few months, everyone around the world will be doing a make something can talk about whatever night. Oh, we used to do drink and draw back in college, you know, with the illustration friends. We got to think of a cool little alliteration for the making, making something. Making fake? No, that's that's something different. As long as he doesn't get confused with gin and tonic and Lego night. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> which according to Jan is also a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a good thing. Um, God damn it. That's so good. <laughs> uh, right. Sad. Uh, that means Al is next. Yeah. I think uh, talking about kind of uh, the, the, this, this butterfly effect and, and all these events and the things that have an effect on others and we change and oh, we make plans. I know. Um, you I'm wearing his T-shirt, so it'd be yeah. really popular. Um Is Average Joe. So he posted a, a really sort of exciting video um, this week uh, about his idea for a maker festival. And I think he really hit the nail on the head because it was about the, the most important th- thing about, and again, back to what we we're talking about, about um, the sort of classes at Jimmy's and stuff. It's, 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 it's amazing to go at these things. It's amazing to get involved. You know, the, the people that are there, the brands that kind of, um, get involved in a community sense, not just there to, to shill products. Um, but yeah. the most important thing being the people that go. Uh, and I think Joe, he, he certainly found that last year. Um, and I think he had he had some ideas bubbling under. Um, it's something that Richard kind of really embraced with the whole maker trip, um, make it happen road trip that he, he took yeah. around the UK. Um, but I think Joe's kind of got this idea of, it's very much in its infancy um, of, of having some sort of, of, of make a festival, which is just about a get together. You know, it's, it's not nothing planned. There's no talks. There's no um, hierarchy. You know, nobody's, everyone's on a level playing field. 
Um, I think literally if it's going to be camping. Um, <laughs> but the idea that we, we, we all just get together, we all have a good time. Um, and I think that, that just came off the back of these these people getting together are like-minded, um, yeah. being really powerful and, and all having this 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 knock-on effect with one another. You know, what? Just, just because, Steve, you think in a certain way, you take it for granted. But if you then speak like that around someone else, suddenly that sparks something in their mind and suddenly their their kids are then getting into something else. And it it's unbelievable the effect that this kind of meeting of people has on has on has on one another. Yeah. Um so I, I, I love Joe's idea. I love his enthusiasm. If you've not seen the video, go and watch it. I think it's just called Make a Festival or I've got an idea or something like that. But it's really really nice, short and sweet. Um yeah. but it sounds like a fucking great plan and I'm I'm well behind anything he's doing. So get on board. No, definitely a good shout. Because that was, that was one of the things I think, and I, I definitely think how you would have experienced this, and Brett as well, like being involved with the, the stands and stalls, it's, you you don't get the time to to yeah. really get to hang out with people. Yeah. And that's one of the things that was really Which I wouldn't change for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for anything because it was it was a, a very different experience to last year and it was just, yeah. as, just as valuable. Yeah. But there was a lot of people this year that I didn't I didn't even get a chance to speak to. And I was like, fuck. I mean, even like, you know, like Chris Sepp, I was just like, I think I saw him once, just flew past him. I was yeah. like, I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I'll speak to you in a bit. And like I didn't yeah. even see it. Like, um yeah, I think I think having an event that's just purely about that yeah. is gonna be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I get to I get to meet the kids and, and then now Alex Pohl's son has my patch on his yes. shirt. So Yeah, which <laughs> I'm fucking great. Yeah, which I I love. But at the same time I was like, ah, oh, that's where it went, you bastard. Uh, and then and then he Wait, do you me. not have one? No. Oh my god! I, but then I I didn't get anyone's stickers or patches. Well, I, I got a few, but like because I wasn't in the the whole thing. I yeah, I just didn't. And also because I didn't have any stickers because I'm a dickhead. All right, um, you're the worst stickhead. Yeah. Uh, so stickhead. speaking of dickheads, who yeah. are you going to? Well, he's a he is certainly one. This <laughs> this guy. I, um, I, I was talking about you, not 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 you, Smithy. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I got to meet this gentleman in person a few months back when he was in town with Jenny Swiss. Um, we really didn't get to spend too much time together and I was hoping maybe he'd come over to Maker Central too, but I think a brilliant guy that exists in the community that I'm, I'm anxious to see what it's going to be like. Cause it sounds like we'll see him again in a month. Um, but Habu, um, uh, Hassan Abu is Mero, but he goes by Habu on everything. Um, he is cool. He is a neat guy, and he's super, super nice and really supportive of everybody. And recently, his stories, he's been a lot more chatty and a lot more... Uh, he's been posting a lot more on Instagram and playing around in the Forge, and he's got all these cool projects coming up, and we have kept in touch... I think, I mean, he's doing relatively well on, on YouTube anyways, but he just seems like he's just outside of the normal group of people that I tend to spend a lot more time talking and interacting with. And I'm hoping that that will change. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see him, seeing him again. If, if the whole Germany thing works out, which I know we're not really talking about right now, but that's a hint So go follow. Habu. <laughs> he's neat. He's a nice guy. He drinks about as much coffee as I do and plays the same song every single time he does it for some reason. You just have slightly <laughs> bad tattoos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many <laughs> so many tattoos. Uh, well, he loves honor, so... <laughs> so there's got to be something wrong with him then. Yeah, there's got to be something wrong. Or to like be friends with them, I guess you just have to cover your entire body in tattoos. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, no, good shout. And I literally get just uh, words words and stuff uh so i got distracted because i suddenly realized that i wasn't following him on instagram i'm only following him on youtube um so i've just signed up to his or followed him on instagram and i was leaving a comment on the fact that he's uh, he just forged his first nails which is really cool mm. and they're actually really good for your first nails um yeah, no, I think that's a really good shout. And I'm super excited about maybe possibly getting to meet him if things happen. Uh, any other business? Uh, Phil Phil says hi. Hi, Phil. Which Phil? 
Darkstar. Uh, Darkstar. Ah. Uh, uh, hi, Phil. Hi, How are Phil. You? Nice to see you. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Brett, anything from you? I need to take a nap. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you want to find us, you can find us on all of the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Dinosaur Shack! <laughs> it's funny because he's got a dinosaur in his head. <laughs> If you want to find us as a group, you can find us at www.fwtpodcast.com. You can find the Fools with Tools group on Facebook by searching for Fools with Tools. That's how the Facebook works. Uh, And you can see all of our beautiful, wonderful thumbnails at fwtpodcast on Instagram. Uh, That's it. That's it? Yeah, that's it. I believe so. So we'll see you guys later. We'll speak to you soon. We love all of you very, very much. Bye! Okay, bye! Okay, bye!